welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we begin the fifth and last book of the Torah, Devarim. And in this uh, book, it begins telling us that we have to, to love the, the, the mitzvahs, that we have to, uh, to view them, to view the mitzvahs every day as if they were new. How can we stay fresh with the mitzvahs if we, every day we're doing the same mitzvahs, we're praying the same prayers, we're doing the same blessings? How can we continue doing them every day as if they were new, with enthusiasm, with love, with devotion? How, how can we com come to perform these mitzvahs in this thing, in this way? And we see here that the Torah will never ask from us, Hashem will never ask from us something that is impossible, something that we cannot achieve. Everything that the Torah commands us to do or asks us to live by is something that we can achieve. We have it inside of us. So each morning when we wake up, there's a, there's a, a, a prayer, a blessing that we say, which is called Elokai Neshama, which says, My God, the soul which you have given within me is pure. You have created it, you have formed it, you have breathed into me, and you preserve it within me. You will eventually take it from me and restore it within me in the time to come. So long as the soul is within me, I offer thanks to you. Lord my God and God of my fathers, masters of all, master of all works, Lord of all souls, blessed are you, Lord, who restores souls to dead bodies. So what is this prayer telling us? How is this prayer going to allow us to uh, view every mitzvah every day as if it's new and fresh? and we're full of energy and love to do the mitzvah. And what is preventing us from feeling this way? It's, uh, it's questions that we should be asking ourselves. And this week, especially this week that we're in the nine days before Tisha B'Av, which we are remembering the destruction of our temples, and we remember we're in exile, that we are not living uh, our lives the way Hashem intended to. We're all not being who we should be. Uh, this comes as a soothing bomb and, um, and a way to look at life with hope and, and energy and understanding of why we live the way we do. So we, we say this prayer every morning, the Elokai Neshama, and what it's telling us is that it's, first we were souls, we were souls in the upper realms, and uh, we had a connection with Hashem, we were completely basking in His light, and uh, then a baby is born and uh, a soul is taken out from this place and it's put in a body into this world. And this is what the, the prayer is saying, that Hashem has given us a pure soul. And, um, and the, this is one of the first things that we think about when we awaken. And, uh, and we also come to understand that this pure soul comes from God that it's an essence of God, it's, comes, it's an emanation of Hashem. So then we see in this prayer that uh, we are transforming the soul into a created an entity. We see that first it's a pure soul that Hashem puts in a body, and then we realize that we're put in a body and we have an existence of, of our own. Uh, Hashem created the world in such a way that we can feel separate from Him, that we can even come to doubt his existence. I see many people pray to the universe and they, and they uh, 
don't want to believe there's a creator. They just see the, the creation, but they don't see the creator. So it's incredible that Hashem gives us a godly neshama, gives us a part of himself, and we can still in this body, which is exile of the soul, come to even question if Hashem exists and we can say, oh, the forces of the universe. You know, it's, it's a paradox. And then we see that Hashem guards that soul uh, within the body so that, that it does not abandon the body. He's not only puts it in us, he breathes it into us, but he takes care of it, that it shouldn't leave the body. And then it discusses the first levels of the avodah, the service which is required by a person. And here in these avodahs, in these services, we can come to understand and come to connect to, to what the Torah is asking from us, that we should view every mitzvah as with new energy every day, like if it's new, with, with, like a child, with, with wonder, with, with pleasure. And so the three avodahs that the, it's talking about, this mimer of the Alter Rebbe, which was given in, um, it, was a, it was then expounded by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, it talks about these three avodahs, which are Hoda, Beraha, and Ahavat Hashem. So Hoda comes from the world gratitude, thankful. It also means to acknowledge, to recognize where everything comes from. Uh, it's, it's what it does is uh, that Hashem's opinion is a correct opinion. It doesn't matter what we think in life or what we believe, but at the end of the day, the met is the met. The Torah is the truth. It's the will of Hashem. So this avodah, this service of thankful, of gratitude, is something that is very important in every person's life. If you have no gratitude in your life, then you can never acknowledge anything from anywhere. Like if you're a husband and, and you come home and your wife has a beautiful meal for you, but you're entitled and you feel this is the way it should be, and it has no gratitude towards the wife and no acknowledgement, then there's something missing or the other way around. The husband works so hard all day so you can have a comfortable life and you're not acknowledging, you're not grateful, then something is missing. And then we see here that the Alter Rebbe is explaining that when we're putting this body, we can look at ourselves as a, as a separate creation from God. We can even think that we are not connected to him. But, but the opposite is the, is the reality, that we are very connected to God. And a person can believe and act contrary to Hashem. That's, that's the paradox. And then to be able to rectify this, then the person has to act. And how do we act? We do with the avodah of beraha, of blessings. And a person should accustom himself to saying blessings, like it says that we should say a hundred blessings a day in reality. And we begin with uh, Modeani. The first thing we open our eyes, when we open our eyes in the morning, we're blessing Hashem, we're thanking Him. And we should, every opportunity we have in our day to say a blessing, we should say a blessing. I, every day I come out of my building and I have this wonderful doorman. He's so sweet. And he says, Mrs. Shedder, how are you doing today? And I always answer him, thank God. Very good, Baruch Hashem. That's a blessing. It's acknowledgement. And he's always taken aback and he smiles, big smile, and he says, thank God. You know, this is an attitude. So here we see that with brahas, with, with blessings, it helps us reveal the matter to one's soul and it changes one's nature to be in tune with his beliefs. So 
We are people of action. If we don't verbalize, if we don't take action, if we're not eating, if we're eating an apple and we don't say the braha for the apple, it's just like a lost opportunity. Like it's never gonna come again. That apple was not being able to be uh, elevated and you lost the opportunity. So when you acknowledge that God gave you the apple, you're grateful and you say a blessing, then you're bringing that into action. Because if you keep it in your head and you're always saying, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, you're thinking about it, you're really not bringing it into the world. It stays here. To be able to bring it into the world, you have to verbalize. So then from this uh, level of Braha, we have to go to the, um, to the level of uh, Ahava Hashem, which means love of God. And, uh, and this love of God, the Avodah Ahava of Hashem, is really in between the, the, um, the Avodah of uh, Hodu, of, of Hodah, of thankfulness, and the Avodah of Braha. So how does this work? There's two levels of love uh, in the world. One is the lower level of love and the other one is a higher level of love. So the lower level of love would be I love you. It's about I. The way you make me feel is how I love you. I love the way you make me feel. It's about you. It's about me. It's about how you make me feel. But if you don't make me feel that way, then I, I won't be able to love you. Then there's a higher level of love, which is you I love. It's not about me, it's about you. So the same way with Hashem. If we love God when he gives us blessings, open, reveal goodness in our lives, it's very easy to love God. When your husband comes home and he's sweet to you and he brings you a gift and he's always grateful, it's very easy to love him. But to love someone that comes home and doesn't even look at you, or to love a God that you can't see, you can't feel, and sometimes sends you a lot of suffering, is very hard. So here, the Alter Rebbe is explaining us, explaining to us what this uh, love of Hashem uh, really means. And it's something that we have to develop inside of ourselves. It, it is natural to us, it's in it, it's there. It's not something that you have to invent and, and incorporate into your psyche. It's something that is embedded in you, but it's something that, that needs to be worked on and developed. And how do you do this? So it says that when a Jew uh, down here performs a mitzvah, he's able to draw down God himself. That's what you're doing. When you're doing a mitzvah, you're connecting 100% to God because you're doing his work in this world. It's part of his essence. When you're saying a blessing, it's Hashem's essence, what you're bringing into the world. When you're keeping Shabbat, it's Hashem's Shabbat. So you are being able to bring God into this realm and you're creating a dwelling place for him. And this will attach you to the essence of God. So this should bring a person to great, great joy. He should feel a lot of joy. And then we see here that the problem is that in life, we really feel this bitterness. We're bitter. So the bitterness is generated by our desire to be connected to God. It's not something that is bad. Bitterness, that feeling of bitterness is a very good feeling because what it means is that it's empowering you to connect to God. That's what, it, so you know, when a, a person is angry because of an injustice in the world, 
that person is not gonna get depressed and go to bed and never wake up again. That person is gonna do something that will transform that, that injustice. He's gonna work for something. He's gonna create an organization and he's gonna change the, 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 the status quo of the world. So that bitterness is what empowers a person to really connect to God. And it's generated by the distance from God for because we have that void inside and we have a desire. The problem is that we manifest that void. We, um, we exchange it for the material pleasures and desires of the world. And then the problem is that that won't bring us joy. It's, it's the contrary. The more dresses you have, the more depressed you are because you have nothing to wear. The more money you have, the, the more problems you have. You know, so it doesn't mean it's bad to have dresses and have money, but you have to put it in the right uh, context. You have to use them for Hashem. You have to, to elevate them and use it for Hashem. So the same time he, most, he, he must feel joy of fulfilling mitzvahs is the, 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 the bitterness of the distance from Hashem and the connection to the material world comes from the left side of the heart, from the animal soul, from the eye. And the joy will come from the right side of the heart, which is the godly neshama, and that will bring only come by fulfilling Hashem's uh, will. So when a Jew is fulfilling Hashem's will, he is feeling joy because he feels the connection. So the greater the feeling of bitterness, the greater will be his feeling of joy when he is attaching to God through his mitzvot. So it's, um, it's like a, a jumping board. You know, the, the, the more you jump down, the higher you'll jump. So due to our current exile, and that's the problem we, we're experiencing today for the last 2,000 years, is that the exile doesn't allow us to feel the connection to Hashem. It's very hard to connect. Even a religious Jew that prays every day, that keeps Shabbat, that keeps kosher, that dresses sneers, that keeps the mitzvot, it's very hard to keep the joy going because it becomes routinary, it becomes rote, it becomes something that you do, it's a way of life. And to be able to keep it fresh and new every day, you have to really work every day into connecting with Hashem and not with yourself. And this is a job, it's a 24 hour job. So the reward of the mitzvahs come in the future. They're for the world to come, for when Mashiach comes, we're gonna be rewarded for all the mitzvahs we, we are doing today here. Hashem sometimes sends us a little gift here and there, that like patting in the, in the shoulder saying, I love what you're doing, thank you. His gratitude towards us for what we're doing, but in, re in reality, this is not the reward of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is waiting, the reward is waiting for us. So how can we experience simha when we have a chest full of treasures and we cannot open this chest full of treasures yet. We have to wait. So exile is caused when bitterness and joy are in the wrong place. This is exile. And we can experience it in a spiritual level, in a physical level. And a person can be living in this time of, of the world and with hard work and, and awareness and consciousness, he can really liberate himself from this exile and not live like this at all. He can live com with complete joy towards the world and Hashem every day and experience every mitzvah like if it's a new mitzvah. 
So when bitterness is put in the, in the worldly matters, such as lack of wealth, health, children, while his joy is only in acquiring these matters, like what's giving you joy in life is what you can acquire, then obviously you're gonna be a better bitter person. And this is a classic case of exile of one's godly spark within his animal soul. So this affects the inner spark of godliness and our essence and it contains innate feelings of love and passion for God. So this void that we have, we have to nurture. We have to nurture this void so we can come to experience the love for Hashem, which is by Hodah, by the Avodat of Hodah, of gratefulness, by blessing God all day, making Him real in your life. He's a real experience in your life. You experience Him daily and acquiring that love, that inner love that you have to nurture it by, by praying and giving tzedakah and also by contemplating Hashem's world. When you contemplate His creation, there's no way you cannot love Him. Like if you go to the supermarket here in New York, you can see like a hundred types of tomatoes. Like it's crazy. Every color, every shape, every size, every taste. This is, God is giving you gifts all day. So when you go in and you're just looking at the tomatoes and it, it, they don't face you, but when you look and you look deeper and you say, wow, Hashem is really kind to us. Look at all this beautiful creation. He gives us so many options of a tomato. It's unbelievable. Every week I can eat a different one. So when we develop this, then obviously the feelings of love towards Hashem are going to come out. So there's a, an analogy here, a parable of a father of a large family that enters the office of a, of a psychologist. And he's very worried because he feels he doesn't love his kids. And he says, in fact, I, I think I hate them. I don't not only not love them, they're a nuisance to me. They bother me. So the, the, the psychologist says, you know what, that is a very profound question. Tell me a little bit about your childhood and your work schedule so we, I can understand a little bit where you're coming from. So he explained to the psychologist that he had a very not loving childhood. His, their, his parents were always very busy and never had time for him. And his work schedule was a very tight schedule. He had to be in the office at 8 and he left at 9. By the time he got home, the kids were like already falling asleep and desperate to go to bed. And he had really no relationship with his kids. So the, the psychologist said, says to him that his feelings of love have been in exile. They're exiled. They're not, being, they're not within him. They're outside. And your upbringing concealed your feelings of emotion, the way he was brought up, and your job prevents you from investing physical time and essential mental energy into doing the things that you need to develop. So he said, you need to spend time with your kids. Maybe it's not gonna be natural at, at the beginning, maybe it's gonna be hard, but little by little, you take them out for an ice cream, you take them to bowling, you take, make one date a week to be do something special with them, little by little, and they're gonna be cute to you and nice to you. And you're gonna see how the loving relationship will develop. So with Hashem, it's the same thing. We need, he needs our time. He needs our presence in, 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 in his life. So I leave you here. May Hashem grant us the gift of 
our final and true redemption from this exile. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.